Hello, hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin Creepy Vampire DeClue! I'm Colin Cunningham. This is November, man. We don't no, need to do the it's Shockvember. Oh, no. <laughs> just when you finally got a name down. Uh, yeah, I went uh, to one of those uh, Halloween name things. There's like first letter J, creepy, <laughs> last letter D, vampire. All right, I'm good. Uh, okay, so I'm laughing because I'm so excited that we're finally talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is like your dream. One of my no, is it a dream no. or is it a nightmare? Because <laughs> every be time I bring it up, April will be like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't, don't want to make fun of this movie. Well, uh, the thing it's is, be the right time. it's not one of my favorite movies. That's an exaggeration. But out of all the movies that we've done on this show, it's probably the movie I've seen the most. Really? Like, oh I'm sure I've probably God. seen this like at least 20 times really? in my lifetime. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's Queen of the Damned from 2002. I have no idea who directed Directed by Michael Reimer. I've never heard of this (laughs) guy. He's a big TV guy now. Like, he does a lot of television, yeah. He's like an Australian director. I Mm -hmm. think this was shot in Australia, right? It was indeed. All right, well, there you go. This is the anticipated follow-up to Interview with a Vampire. When did Interview come out? 1994. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, okay. So it was a big gap. And this one came out for uh, copyright reasons. Yeah, because in two, yes. yeah, it was gonna uh, the rights were gonna revert back to Anne Rice in two thousand. Uh, so unless they started principal photography on something, um, yeah. So they kind of rushed this. A bit. classic yeah. Roger Corman's Fantastic Four situation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this one got released. And I That's mean, true. like, you can read up on like uh, the history of the production of this movie, but basically Anne Rice was okay with it, and then she wasn't, and then it came out, and then she like condemned it. But really, I don't care what she thinks about the movie. It's Are you movie. an Anne Rice fan? <laughs> 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 okay, no. Are, Are you a Rice you an Anne Rice fan, fan, April? Yeah. Um, I've actually never read any of her books, to be oh, honest. Okay. No, neither. So have I. I can't really say. So okay, <laughs> I'm more a fan on... of her Christian period. Uh... <laughs> yeah, which I was reading about today, which is shocking. What was that? She mm-hmm. she went. Catholic towards the end of her career and wrote books about Jesus. Well, so oh, she God. she was raised Catholic and then she kind of turned away from it, wrote her vampire yeah. books, then turned back Catholic and then wrote a bunch of like Christ the Redeemer, the Revenge, yeah. and then she uh, stepped away from Catholic, uh, Catholic. I can't say the word Catholicism. Catholicism, <laughs> or she yeah, went in around like 2008. She wrote like a big op-ed piece about it. Oh, oh, interesting. Weird. Um, but yeah, I definitely would love to read some of the Vampire Chronicles someday. Um, I, I, so me and my my cousin, we were super into vampires as kids and teenagers. You know, it was like our thing. It probably started with that first interview with a vampire movie. So she read all the books. And so she would fill me in on the stuff that's actually in the books and not in the movies. So when this movie came out, it was a big deal for us. It's a celebration. We were kind of goths, too. So it's a celebration of all things gothic. It's got the best new metal soundtrack oh ever. Oh, my God. The new and metal. Like, it's got hot vampires. So it has everything. It had everything that we loved. And we watched it a lot. And yeah we would make fun of it here there and there were things about it that we knew were silly but we still like loved it and then I didn't see it again for a long time I rewatched it in 2020 and I was like okay yes I get that there are things that are bad about this but you know I still like it and the, that soundtrack is just <laughs> some it's, things it's that so are good. bad <laughs> 
Yeah, the soundtrack is banging, and everyone knows I love the soundtrack. So I went the extra mile, and I listened to some of the soundtrack, and I gotta say, at about <laughs> wow. track five, I'm like, I cannot tell these songs apart. It's like, <laughs> it's I <true>. am dying. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I'm with oh, Justin yeah. on this. Oh, I was, yeah. you know, I, I missed that whole era of new metal, so. Um, now, yeah. I wanted to come in and be like, oh, yeah, new metal sucks, but listen, love Linkin Park, love Papa Roach, mm-hmm. who's on the soundtrack, yep. and, and those are considered <laughs> new metal. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so new metal is funny because it was kind of like a small sub subgenre that existed in the <laughs> mid nineties. Was it to small? It seemed to be all music from like nineteen ninety eight to two thousand two. Well, yeah, but I just feel like it, it wasn't like it didn't have longevity. No. Like new metal it was around <laughs> it did seem like it was everywhere at this mm-hmm. certain point but especially when me and like you extend. were teenagers april yeah. like that mm-hmm. was the dominant form of music when we were growing up yeah but i feel like swing was big when i, I was a say, teen it's not like <laughs> as big as like the swing swing like, the swing revival not swing actual revival, swing yeah. like in the 50s no oh, but, like, to... but like i'm just saying like grunge you know mm. new wave uh Rockabilly, even mm. those are th- words people know. Most people don't even know what new metal is. They don't even know how it's spelled. Uh, it's puddle of mud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Puddle of fun. Is Creed new metal? Like Christian yes. new metal? Yeah. Okay. They had a Christian slant, but true metal. I would consider Creed to be new metal, <laughs> and then Limp Biscuit is new metal. Oh like, no. Yeah. The, the kind of rap rock thing yeah. that you know, and, uh, Lincoln Park did that. Kind of like but after guitar. it kind of became more the glamour. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. There you go. <laughs> it came more emo and glam, and then the the very very depressive state of new metal. So it evanescence, went away. new metal or not? Absolutely, yes, I would say yes. Okay, hmm. absolutely. Interesting. Um, but the funny thing about this is that like <laughs> the sound that wakes Lestat up. This is so funny. <laughs> but I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, it's very like uh, you know apathetic, and I'm I'm depressed, and new metal was different from classic rock and roll because it's often about uh, trauma, abuse, singing and talking, sometimes depicting that abuse and saying, I can't relate to anyone. I, I'm lonely. I'm sad and I'm angry. Yeah, and that's yeah. that like very va- vampire. I'm lame. <laughs> at least according to this movie. <laughs> I'm hot that. in this black leather. So, so and my low rise. <laughs> I like speed metal, thrash metal, power metal, but new metal is newt for me, I think. I think I prefer new metal to speed metal or, mm. or screamo as you oh, it's called. I, I don't like screamo either that's kind of like when i think speed metal i think of like mm, people are going to argue that it's not what this is but like dragon (laughs) force and stuff like that yeah yeah okay what Mm. about like slayer Uh, yeah i've never really gotten into them that much i loved system of a down and i Mm. would consider that new metal Um, yeah and they kind of came and went. <laughs> you don't need to correct us. It's okay if we got the category. Yeah. So by the way, and if anyone wants to chime in on on my new metal knowledge, I'm sure I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, and that's perfectly fine. But you let's, feel it in your talk. bones, and that's all that matters about new metal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I also I'm pretty sure that a lot of metal heads hated new metal. Yes. Like it, right. it, you know, there was that as well. Um, so yeah, I, anyway, it's not my favorite thing about the movie. I'll find something else good to Wait, say. Wait, it's not 
not your favorite thing? What? No, it, it is. I'm just saying there's other good okay. things. What? And everyone already knows. <laughs> there's other good things. All right. Well, People don't know what we're doing. We're doing the beginning of Down with the Sickness. Oh, so. they know exactly what we're <laughs> yeah. doing. Which comes into the movie later. Oh, my God. Does it play well, in the movie? I thought it was it on does, the soundtrack. It does, yeah. It's in the movie. Yeah, they show the wide shot of his uh, concert in uh, Death Valley of yeah. like everyone arriving. And it's like, wow. The best p- use of um, that song and new metal, in my opinion, is in Jet Li's The One, where it's so funny. Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They, it, right before a bomb goes off, it's like, ooh, wop, 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 wop. <laughs> <laughs> And it cuts to a rat that explodes. Oh, we got to watch this. Well, speaking of Jet Li, uh, who worked with Aaliyah Aaliyah. uh, in uh, Romeo Romeo Must Must Die, Die, and her only other film was this movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Matrix Resurrections. Oh no, she was recast, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I believe she only did these two roles. Yes. Um, And it's a common misconception that she is not in this movie very much because she died during production. That's not true. It was after she filmed principal photography, so she is actually in this movie as much as she was always going to be in this movie which is crazy it's called queen of the damned she's front and center on the poster and yet she's barely in this movie she shows up at the one hour mark i was watching this today and wait, wait does that include her as a statue well i'm not counting the okay. statue no the statue does not count she did not stay does not in a statue pose for those moments i'm talking about on screen she shows up at the one hour mark and i she must have like I think it's like 20 or 15 15 minutes minutes of screen time. Yeah. And that's because this is based on two books that they squeeze together. Yeah, it's a mishmash. So Mm -hmm. the Vampire Chronicles are what? There's the Vampire Lestat. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. Queen of the Damned. Um, Interview with the Vampire is the first one. Yeah. And then there's the Vampire Lestat and then Queen of the Damned. And Queen of the Damned came out in 85, I think, or 88. Right. Um, And then they just continued on from there. So is Lestat even in Queen of the Damned? Yes. Okay. So I looked up... So... I'm sorry for people who have read the books. I didn't, but I did read the Wikipedia summaries. <laughs> Just as good. Just as yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> so this movie is a big chunk of the vampire Lestat about his backstory. And then in Vampire Lestat, the book, he does become a rock star and he does awaken Akasha and it ends with her awakening. Mm-hmm. And then Queen of the Damned is like the aftermath of that and about her going around killing people. And there's a, It's a little different than what happens in this movie. Okay. Um, and there's a whole, her backstory is in that too, which is not in this movie, which would have been nice to know. Um, well, you know the budget. They yeah, have to go back so to ancient everything Egypt. that's in this movie is in the books. They did change a few things, but it's, it's a kind of two, mishmash. It's two books mixed together. Like Jesse is a character. Yeah, but she didn't have a romance with Lestat. I don't think. Uh, yeah, and um, I don't really know if the story works in the way that they're kind of presenting it. I think you just I sort think of they kind of did their best. They did their best, but I think just the the. The idea of doing that is probably not the best idea. It's a bit disjointed because at the beginning of this movie, it's Lestat for a long time, yeah. and then it's Jesse for a bit, and then it's back to Lestat for a long time, yeah. and then we get to the Akasha stuff, and it's like, what? Guys, I think it completely worked with the endless voiceover narration skipping uh. between characters. <laughs> oh my just god! Just the two characters, right? Or does Marius <laughs> yeah, have voiceover too? <laughs> I'm laughing right from the get go. Oh, like me too! Scene. Big smile on my face. And I'm just like, the movie should have just continued at this level. I think you know mm-hmm. we've got um, Stuart. What's his name? Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend. Can we talk about Stuart Townsend replacing yeah. Tom Cruise from the original? This yeah. guy sucks. I will say he <sighs> was much better in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He can play Dorian Gray. Yeah, well, for he's sure. not a good listener. Stuart Townsend think. is only mostly famous for being fired from multiple roles. Yeah, yes. from he was originally supposed to play Aragorn. Yep, and then and oh. he trained and was on set for two months. Oh, that's and they so fired bad. him. 
a day before shooting and supposedly said he was relieved because he was not getting on with the production. Well, they said uh, originally they said, oh, they had cast him too young to play mm. Aragorn. Which I think well. is true. He's, he's too much of a pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, and I think he just didn't get along with people, it sounds like, because the same thing happened from Thor. He got fired from Thor because he was one of Thor's pals in that movie. No really? shit. That yep. late in his mm. career. Really? I mean, you know, not late, but you know Ooh. what I mean? That was a long time after Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. I and mean, yeah, PJ okay is famous. He fired Ryan Gosling as well from The Lovely Bones. Oh, that's really? right. Yeah, because he like uh, showed, showed up. up and he was fat. very big. Yeah. He like gained all this weight for the role, but he didn't tell Peter Jackson, so he showed up on set like really fat and he was like, "Huh, what what are you what are you well, doing, Ryan?" It's probably a blessing cuz that movie sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling dodged a bullet like uh, Neo in the Matrix with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead you get the Ryan Gosling equivalent. Mark Wahlberg, what? How you doing, bro? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> How you doing, PJ? Yeah, I like, like them, uh, like them uh, Hobbit movies. You'd think that Stuart Townsend could do Lestat because he's he is this like French nobleman, but something is just not right. Uh, I don't know what it is. But. It's just like it feels like a TV show version of okay, him. Okay, you say that, but then we watch the new TV show, and the new the little There's, style okay, in wait. that is amazing. There's an interview with the Vampire TV show, which was news to me until mm-hmm. last week or the week before. Yeah, and uh, I think there's already been like eight episodes or uh, something. April and I started watching it, and it's it's kind of great. It's great, and we've only seen the first two episodes, but... The Lestat, the Lestat is Lestat, so good. The guy good. who plays Louis is fantastic. He's from Game of Thrones, and it's really good. <laughs> so, yeah. So Lest- for a TV show, not bad. Yeah, Lestat is exactly how I imagine him. But uh, Stuart yeah. Townsend in this movie is not charismatic. He no. doesn't have like that swagger that you even get from someone like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. So he feels kind of like you know a CGI background character that you're like, oh, I guess he's the main guy. He's like thinks he's he's got the swagger, yes. but he doesn't. Yeah, he uh, yeah. He- this would be like an OC version of, uh, <laughs> or you know, perhaps even uh, what was it called? That vampire show that ran vampire forever? Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries, yeah. Mm. Or like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. But wow, it's just, from, I don't know. The, the the voice is also wrong. Yeah, the narration is so funny. So it's narrating. <laughs> uh, we open up in like a New Orleans uh, cemetery. Um, Watch he's out for them gators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been sleeping all these years. I guess he's like bored with his life. He doesn't have a companion. So he's just like, eh, I'm just going to go to bed. You know, we all do that. And the sound. And the sound of new metal wakes him up. Okay. Um, so in the book, I just want to say, I, I heard read somewhere that he does, he does become a rock star, becomes more of like a Jim Morrison. Right. Mm. Which I can see. Yeah. You know, he's got the leather um, pants. He's le- shirtless. So that kind of traditional rock as right. opposed to new metal goth. Uh, I guess they the were making it for the time. Scene. But it does seem appropriate, right? It does. They yeah. all look like vampires anyway. Well, does this new music I'm listening to. <laughs> he does not have an accent like new that. New metal. He, he kind of comes and goes. I don't know. Hello, I don't know. it is me, Lester. I don't know what he's trying to like do. Definitely not quite French. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it kind of changes from time to time. I love when you see the band playing new metal. Oh my god, uh, which it's does so not good. really play into this, but it's like, look at them. They've got nipple piercing. <laughs> yeah, and they all look like really young. The two guys look like they're like fifteen. Yeah, and he's like, you're all so beautiful. But they have okay. this like, uh, I don't know. Their rehearsal space is like this gigantic, uh, like looks like a plantation mansion it was or something. Like in his ha- old house. Yeah, and they have like. Uh, <laughs> It's all spookily decorated. And, and Lestat yeah. is introduced lounging on a set of speakers, wearing a <laughs> yeah. leather jacket, no shirt, going, oh! Yeah, 
He's like sitting like with dirt Reynolds. But he's like singing to the music and his like. And this band, they love it. They're like your voice. Wow, your voice. It's beautiful. They all have the worst Southern accents for some reason. It's like your voice. Yeah. Well, it's probably all Australians uh, pretending to be American. It's like, yeah, you're from Louisiana. A lot of this movie takes place in London, and I'm like, these accents don't sound right. So I think they, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that that it's a, it's a, a Australian thing. Um, uh, Stuart Townsend. Speaking of CGI, uh, the digital smoothing that is going on <laughs> <laughs> on all the vampires, all the vampires, and it seems to, it, it it's not consistent. So it seems to be in mostly close-ups. They will just smooth the hell out of you their, know, face. their faces, but kind of maybe not in mediums, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, that would cost too much money. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny, though. It's very aggressive in, in some places. So basically, yeah, he's just like, I decided to become a rock. And so I decided to become a rock star. <laughs> New gods were born you. and worshipped. <laughs> yeah, and I am, he, he just pretty much says, like, I'm, I'm, your, new, I'm your new singer. And uh, I'm in. Like, this is the movie I'm in. In for mm-hmm. I want to see this. By the way, Lestat's voice in this, Jonathan Davis from Corn. Is it Davis or Davies? I can't remember. Uh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you know what Corn sounds like, and you should, it's 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 his you voice. Should. What are the big Corn songs? Uh, Falling away from me. Uh, Freak, Freak on, on a leash. leash. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know how those I, go. What's the one? Um, Got the life, <laughs> you know. They have some really good songs, um, but uh, yeah. So, so he's he's now the he's band. now our, the biggest thing since sliced bread. And then we we cut to the rest of the opening credits over one of their music videos that sort of like stylized like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. But and, as I was saying, this is not what a new metal music video of the time would look. That's mm-hmm. oh, I mean, Marilyn Manson, like when yeah. they look but like it this, wouldn't look like quite it. it they're clearly doing a thing, but it just it felt very dated. And then later they show all his music videos. Are like Wait, this. you, yeah, you think the music the video same. feels dated? I mean, yes. the whole movie. <laughs> I wanted yeah. it to look contemporary for the time. Oh, That's whatever. all I'm saying. I'm, I could picture this being. Yeah. A, a, I'm surprised it, there hasn't been a video like this. I'm sure um, there is. And we've probably not seen and probably multiple videos. Oh, yeah. we should point out, too, that he says right from the get go. He's like, my name's Lestat. I'm a vampire. I'm People the vampire like, Lestat. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, oh my God, I'm giving a, you know, we, they were always supposed to be hidden in the shadows, and now he's like telling people that he's a vampire. And yep, and so that's the conceit of the movie. That's mm-hmm. his goal, is to live out in the open, and he does this as a rock star. Yeah, uh, and we, we skip right from the opening credits to the band's like this big press interview. So yeah. within the opening credits, they have already become like the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Just go with it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> People love it. And like they stand enraptured as uh, Lestat <laughs> gives a press conference on like 50 foot video, like video wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. From his like, I don't know, crypt or something like that. But I do love when the, the band arrives in like a, a limousine outside and all the fans are holding signs. And they it says say, like, suck my blood. Suck my blood. And one says, be my dark angel. <laughs> That's nice. It seems appropriate, you know? And they have this band manager who looks like, uh, it looks like he's from The Sopranos. Like yeah, he, I like that guy. Like, he should not be working with this band. He always feels dubbed. I don't know why. <laughs> now, I am unclear. You know what? He may have been dubbed because that happens in a lot of international productions yeah. where people who don't have quite the right accent, they get dubbed in post. Yeah, uh, so I know this happened actually... a lot on Blade 2. 
<laughs> when he's like talking to them, he's like, uh, "Oi, mate! Like, what's going on? I want to get the band over here." And David then, Prose originally did the voice, and they decided yeah. to switch him out. And then they dub it. It's like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? Hey, I'm, a vampire <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm the Sopranos." Uh, so. I'm unclear of something. Mm-hmm. Does Lestat kill the women that he sucks their blood? Yes. Does yeah. he? Yes. Because later on he says, um, uh, or there's a woman that says, oh, he just wants to suck your blood every now and then. She 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 didn't know what was really going on. Okay. Oh, she, she, that was just what she heard. Yeah, that was the rumor. Because obviously he 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 does. Because then, like, what are we here for? Well, this guy yeah. fucking sucks. Scary. Then, like, he's, he's killing people s- left and right. He's supposed to be scary. He's Vampires vampire. are scary. This oh ain't yeah, no, he's this so ain't scary no Twilight. Yeah, so like after, so I mean, it's not Twilight. It's basically Twilight. It's very yeah. similar. So well, he's kind of like so. This big press conference is basically him like provoking the vampires into yeah. to come, come and get come me. at me, bro. And As a reporter asks, are you giving away vampire secrets in your lyrics? <laughs> Um, yeah, the one thing I know about vampires is that they like to keep their secrets. Really? That's the one thing you know about vampires? Do you think they'd be pissed off that you're giving away their vampire secrets? Uh And he just says, What secrets is he giving away? Come out, come out wherever you are. And they talk about how he's having this big concert in Death Valley, and that's kind of what part of the plot of this movie yeah is it's all kind of to. building to this concert this huge concert and then we cut back to his his estate in london or whatever and uh the sopranos <laughs> let's say australia sure <laughs> yeah um he brings in the two broads he's bringing in and one of the groupies. broads is like um i, I said broads because april said it i was tricked <laughs> they give the girls food cable and weed but they have to let you suck whenever you want <laughs> yeah um Let's talk about this uh, this living room that he has. These couches are amazing. They're quite gaudy. They're absurd. <laughs> it's like leopard skin. They're so massive, it's, first they of all. They almost seem to have like gargoyles on them. Yeah, they had like ram's head statues on top of them. Like, uh, they're I, just amazing. Uh, I want to ask a- April this, though. Has yeah. leopard skin ever looked cool? Uh, it depends who you're talking to. I mean, my friend is obsessed with leopard print. Really? She wears, she wears it at any chance that she can get. It's kind of her thing. She just hates huh. leopards. Um, <laughs> wants, wants she skins them herself. So it depends on your personal style. Like, <laughs> I, I don't wear leopard print. I used to wear zebra print a lot. Really? <laughs> when I was, like, the age of when I saw this movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it can look good. And, like... I wouldn't say no to a, a leopard print rug yeah. in a in the right setting, not in my living room, but in like mm-hmm, a yeah. maybe a more antique looking. If it place. looked like Lestat's living room, yeah. Or but something. did you notice in his living room he just has animal rugs like all over the floor, like mm-hmm. spread out, like with the heads and everything, oh, and they're, okay. when they're crawling around on the floor, it's just like big space, like dead animal carcass, big space, dead animal. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you got to bring the room out somehow, April. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's the predator. You see, you know, those are just like the dead corpses of all the. I'm surprised he doesn't have like uh, like groupie rugs. Yeah. They're just yeah, like exactly. their their heads. The women them. laid out. Yeah. Yeah. So they're um, all like... Uh, but they go to like give him a blowjob and he says, don't do that. And Yeah, he gets really upset. Yeah, so that's, I'm very ticklish. Don't touch yeah. me there. That's a little tidbit for li- foreshadowing for later. Just to show that he doesn't he doesn't have sex. He doesn't enjoy sex. He's not interested in it. Oh. He just wants to suck their blood. But oh. then he starts climbing the wall like Spider-Man and they're like, oh, he must be part of the pussy pod. 
posse because yeah, they, you know yeah. that's uh, Toby Maguire's thing. Yeah, they brought in Christopher Nolan to shoot this scene. They're like, oh, we're going to reuse the uh, rotating set from uh, in- Inception to <laughs> shoot this scene. They're playing that "Cold We're So Cold" song, which is fantastic. It's a great song. Um, <laughs> it's an iconic scene. And, and I was trying to clock every song that they sang, and I was like, I. I can't, I can't tell them apart. Yeah. Oh, I know. Cold is so cold. And so then he like lands on them. And is this the first instance of, what are we going to call this effect? Uh, fast moving CGI. It is my favorite thing in this movie. Okay. It gets used so often. It's not just fast moving. It's almost like slow. It's like a, like a after effects trail, motion yeah. trail effects mm-hmm. that you happens see. anytime the vampires fly or jump in this movie, which is a lot. It's a hard it thing to describe. It looks so bad. But yeah, it's so dated and they use it so much. There is a scene later on. This is the big build up, which is by far my favorite thing. It's like one of the funniest things you'll ever see. Well, now, we'll get- We'll Someone on the production was like, I, I love this. This is so good. Let's <laughs> yeah. use this every time. We need some otherworldly effect to show that the vampires... The if you just had him zipping around going whoop, 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 without this effect, it would have looked fine. It would have been fine. Yeah. Totally fine. I, I, so yeah, they, they get freaked rattling. out because he's on the ceiling looking at them and then... He falls down he, on them. He just opens his mouth and then his fangs are there and they start screaming. It's like, yeah. I start screaming when he's climbing the walls. <laughs> and yeah. I think maybe they did this effect because they thought that the uh, wire work looked too clunky. It's quite possible, yeah. Yeah, because like, he falls and he's like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> he's like kind of wobbling awkward. a bit. It could be, so you could feel they were down. like, oh, we have to fix this somehow by making <laughs> it look way worse. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um so, and yeah. then a second voiceover starts. Oh yeah. my god! Oh boy! So now we get the Marguerite Moreau, worst the actress, and the worst actress in the actor in the. She whole movie. looks so sleepy in this movie. Oh my god! She is acting so bad. It's really bad. She acts like she does not want to be in this movie and is acting bad on purpose or something. It's yeah. the flattest delivery <laughs> Please, I've ever heard. I want to be fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know uh, she should just talk to hired? Stuart Townsend and find out how to how to get fired from production. Yeah, you know how to get fired. Come on, Stuart. How do you how do you do it? And so Marguerite, we all know her, right, from the Mighty Duck series and uh, uh, the Wet Hot, Hot American, American Summer. Summer. That's yeah. the only thing I know her from. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know her from anything. April, you haven't seen Mighty Ducks. We're Canadian. No. It's legally and something it's we have late. to do. Now it's too late. I'm not going to watch a, a child's hockey movie now. I think I'm I, not going to watch a child hockey movie. Put on Queen of the Dam for the 20th. <laughs> first time <laughs> yeah. i'd much rather watch that than the mighty ducks sorry if you've seen it this many times i'm surprised you don't own it i know um you gotta get that snapper uh, case i yeah. remember that's what it used to be i don't think in. i ever owned it i own the soundtrack <laughs> I, you should just purchase it save your money yeah the snapper case yeah. well I, my cousin had it so i would just watch it at her place well there you go um i wonder if there's a commentary uh, from Stuart Townsend he's like what I was thinking here was uh... and then it just stops and then the director uh, he's been fired from the commentary yeah. track <laughs> and he comes back in I just had to get my keys <laughs> oh you've hey, been replaced uh, we brought Vigo Mortensen in so oh off. no to do the commentary uh, um, okay so I speak uh, 14 languages Jesse is this character um, she's really boring and 
she so, she yeah so. we get this flashback to her childhood she remembers this dream um, it's kind of a bit of a nothing she she has like an aunt who is a, obviously a vampire, a vampire. and aunt like, you're crying yeah they have to send jesse away she can no longer live with the aunt for some reason she's and they and seem to live in like just a giant open courtyard <laughs> like, yeah. get out of here. it's the only room you see of that space and then she's like they cast me away i don't know why and then we find out she's part of some group called the Telemaskins, the Telemask- which is really not explained. The London's well, but- Paranormal Association. Yeah, yeah, the Telemaska Center for Paranormal Studies. And yeah. so she gives a presentation that all I could think about was a presentation in Metal Detector Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, Where she's like, if you listen to these lyrics, you will see that they mention <laughs> London's Arms in the first verse. London's Arms was a bar that was here and many murders happened in it. And I think it's a vampire hangout. I'm like, yeah. these are some big jumps that she's taking. Yeah, yeah. and she's giving this presentation to, it's like a table full of old fuddy-duddies. Yeah, like, and they're like, it's our job like, to observe. Who, who took these photos? And she says, I did. They're like, well, you're just an apprentice. You're not meant yeah, to get involved. You're breaking the telemasca code. Observe <laughs> the dark realm, but be not of it. Like, what the fuck is the point of this organization then? I, I, I don't know, know. Right? It's like it's, the prime directive. It's no so interfering. Um, but of course she does anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but her buddy, David, who her, I guess is just is her, her mentor. boss or something. Yeah. Yeah. He calls her into the office um, and he's like, you know, we, we know of Lestat. And this is uh, Paul McGann. I knew I recognized him from yeah, something. Who's, who's this guy? He played Doctor Who in oh. a Doctor Who TV movie. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Another Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, all, right. He played when they tried to update it to um, America and times, and Eric Roberts played his villain, the master. Oh my God. So it was a TV movie? It was a TV yeah, movie. Yeah, so it, it was a pilot, and it was supposed to go to series, and it just didn't get picked up. But they hmm. did actually do a series in the US with Christopher Eccleston as uh, Doctor Who. Oh, uh, that's that Britain. Was that, first, that was a British series. I thought that was the first new Who. Yeah, that was the first <laughs> new Who, but the Paul McGann one was an up, an attempt to update it in the oh, 90s. Oh, I thought that Christopher Eccleston, didn't it take place in England? Nope. It was England, yeah, the Christopher Eccleston one. Okay, but it was, maybe oh, I'm okay. looking here. I feel the Paul McGann one took in a Amer- uh, place in America. Hence, okay. Um, well, okay. he's well, in this go. movie. Not a lot. I thought he was one of the better actors in the movie. Actually, seems like he For cares sure. about well, what he's saying. Her seeing them together in this scene just highlights how terrible an actor she is. She's like. But he's a vampire. Aren't we going to do anything about it? I know. Like, she's so bad. So bad. So They he... keep showing paintings, and it's like, ah, eh, some mush-faced individual. Like, is this supposed to be Stuart Townsend? Yeah. It's Marius. He... See, this is what I didn't know. I was like, yes. is that supposed to be Stuart Townsend? I only Townsend? know because I've seen the movie. He's like, we're, we're aware of Lestat. Like, ignore him. Check this out. And he's got this painting, and this guy <laughs> keeps showing up in the background of the paintings. They're all throughout different eras. But there he is, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then he says, oh, we found Lestat's journal. Yeah. And then she starts Could reading it. Um, so he's <laughs> and like, Lestat's like, ah, it's me again. I'm narrating. But <laughs> Hello. It's David's like, technically this is voiceover narrate. It's a, a journal now, not voiceover. He's like, this is the vampire that made Lestat, um, which is actually not true in the books. It was a different guy oh. named Magnus. But... Uh, Marius did bring Lestat to his villa on in his on his Mediterranean island, yeah. and, and he did have the statues in the basement. So that part is true. They just kind of changed. He's it got a, a pretty bit. sweet yeah. pad. Yeah, and they show Lestat waking up. He's not a vampire yet, so he's like, "There's me, Lestat. <laughs> you might be wondering how I got here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't. Let's start at the beginning. They don't. They don't tell you. 
<laughs> he just wakes up in his bed and then uh, Marius like talks to him for a bit. Vincent Perez is actually pretty good in this. I think he's great. He's like a gay icon. Um, I love him. Is he? He, he? No, I'm just saying he's my gay icon in this movie. Oh, okay. He's, really? He's, he's he just kind of seems like Lestat. All these vampires seem the same to me. You're right. It's a very Lestat-like performance. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of has like an Antonio Banderas Lestat. vibe about him. Like, yeah. You know, I actually looked and I was like, is this supposed to be the Antonio Banderas? No, that's someone different. No, yeah. um, there's actually someone else playing Armand later in the movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah, so he, uh, he sucks, uh, what's his name's <laughs> blood? He sucks Lestat and, and then, turns him into a vampire. And then uh, Lestat, he gives Lestat his blood to suck. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Lestat's sucking on his, you know, blood. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, and then Lestat turns into a vampire. And he's like, more. I do like that shot where he, like, lifts off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like like a wire did it, but it might have just been him. I don't know. Oh, he kind of sure. sits up straight, but it's It's very, like his like, solar plexus comes up first. It looks <laughs> yeah. neat. Anyway. Yeah. You get a lot of, uh, uh, doesn't Vincent Perez like attack him and he flies over yeah. with the, the trail like, effect? Okay. I feel like that effect had a sound effect. Did it? It, it did. Is, 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 is it kind of like the $6 million man sound? <laughs> it did not have the like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It has a very yeah. inappropriate, uh, like kind of digitally sounding yeah. technology sounding, uh, uh, sound effect it's like yeah it is kind of like that sound okay anyway so well uh in between suck and blood the stat uh does the new metal of this period the violin oh god <laughs> he, he becomes a violinist and like this is just like <laughs> interview with the vampire he's just like teaching him the ropes of how to drink people's blood and this blood. movie not gay enough that's my issue that's with pretty it. gay dude oh watch the eh. tv show man holy moly well yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just explicitly gay but i feel like there's lots of fun homoeroticism between these two in this movie yeah their faces are they get really close at points i feel like this like... movie kind of has everything for like every sexuality yeah. like there's hot chicks there's hot guys you know making eyes at each other you know there's the boring love story heteronormative love story too mm-hmm. but you know it's got a lot of horniness yeah. <laughs> that I think works well this does is a, it this is, uh, it's so plastic well, I maybe felt you anyway. just gotta like vampires I guess I uh, love vampires April how sure. dare you think I don't <laughs> yeah he's doing this whole podcast wearing his like uh, Dracula teeth <laughs> Yeah, my Dracula teeth and also my leather assless vampire chaps and, <laughs> and your, just a leather Dracula jacket with t-shirt. no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my collar with no shirts, mm-hmm. just like yeah. with a, a tie hanging off of it. Um, so yeah, he's he's showing them the ropes on this very, very brightly lit uh, beach uh, <laughs> right. at night. Yeah. So brightly lit. And uh, the, these next two scenes feel like they take place like, 20 feet from one another there there are so many greek fishermen all over this beach mm-hmm. how are they getting away with killing people everybody would see you it's magic i know <laughs> they're like they're they're killing a, a fisherman right off you know right from the get-go yeah like right by a boat right there yeah they toss him away they walk like 10 feet to this bonfire and there's a whole bunch of other greek fishermen and then uh he's telling lestat no we have to remain in the shadows no one can ever know that we're around mm-hmm. It's like everybody can see you right now and they can see your fangs. Okay, good point. And then they walk another 10 feet <laughs> to another bonfire, very brightly lit bonfire. Uh, it's like this this Greek woman, you know, is playing the violin with her father or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lestat 
Where does he get the he, violin? Uh, they just had one sitting there, and he joins the jam session. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm, oh, what's this? A violin no, here? Don't make me, go. Me, oh, please, don't make me play. Don't, oh, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> okay, I will. And yeah, they jam, and unfortunately, he violins too hard, and he plays too fast, and they're like, what the fuck? And they get scared. His and, eyes glow. Demon! Yeah, but like before this, there was just a little conversation where uh, Stuart Townsend was like, we are the powerful. Why can't we just live out in the open? And Mary's like, no we can't do that and then he's like well that sucks basically <laughs> yeah he's like i could never be known yeah um, and that kind of leads into why he did, did does what he does in present day and that's why it's in this movie but you know it's kind of just like oh i like this violin girl i have to kill her like i feel bad about that so this this yeah this scene in particular is very funny other than the furious violin <laughs> playing uh which has the the vampire trail on it by the way too it does so then his eyes glow and the dad oh, yeah. stands up and starts screaming like vampire vampire and you can see in the background uh probably 30 feet away is the original bonfire that they were just at with probably about <laughs> 10 fishermen they all stand up and start panicking mm-hmm. the dad is killed by Marius right there, and then the girl runs probably 10 feet and then is stopped and killed by Lestat. And then Marius and him have a conversation. Yeah. Nothing is ever said about those people who are clearly well, watching this scene. Maybe they ran away. And then they, then they burn the bodies and that's it. But it's like the whole point was to catch the girl before she can tell anybody, but you can see people in the background <laughs> reacting to the father yelling, Vampire! Okay, know. well, maybe that could have been better executed. Terrible blocking. <laughs> and that, now the next scene is... Colin was just vicious, just tearing into the blocking uh, of, let me check my notes, Queen of the Dam. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole. Uh, so now, Here on Sin. <laughs> now oh there's this scene with the statues, right? Yeah. And, and so, that's it. Yes. Um, Lestat finds this secret passage. It's really funny. He's playing fiddle again. And then his fiddle just sort of gets pulled out of his hand. No, I think that was Akasha doing that. It wasn't just I, like he happened to throw it it's like, to the yeah, right his, place. His fiddle bow goes, yoop. Yeah. Lands <laughs> over by a button on the wall, and then he like finds the secret chamber. I really like the production design. I like the look of this chamber. It's really cool. It does look cool. They had a set clearly somewhere, yeah, you know, or really in big. a real old building. It's got these like spheres that are on fire. It looks really cool. I will say the set design in this movie is very good. Like real locations, you know. Mm. I thought it was... It was good. Um, so he sees the two vampire so, yeah, statues. It's like a statue of Aaliyah and her king. Mm-hmm. So she's queen. Is it the king of the damned? I don't know. Yes. So I feel like the queen of the damned throughout this movie is like, Lestat, please stop playing this music for the <laughs> love of God. Stop. I tried to pull the violin bow out yeah, of your hand. Just hands. to stop this awful new <laughs> Just metal. to stop and it. So whatever he felt, he feels compelled to play violin he's for like oh her. should i play for you and then he starts playing and then her statue comes to life her arm moves which is and she turns it and yeah so, it's funny it's, yeah. it kind of has like a cool marble look like yeah. a, a statue but then she turns her wrist and it's clearly just uh somebody with white makeup on well, her okay it's like whatever okay. yeah um and then he decides to drink her blood and i really really like the sound effect of when he bites into her because it's like it's like a crunching sound. Well, it's like you imagine that he's biting into a statue, but underneath is is a wrist. It's it's just a little detail I always liked. He's just so eating April, Doritos. As a vampire <laughs> fan, did you want to be killed by a vampire? No. <laughs> because that seems to be what Lestat mostly does in this movie. It's true, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. You're like, I'd be cool. special. I'd be sleepy, like uh, whatever her name is yeah, in this movie. I don't know. Wait, we all want to be vampires, I guess, which I actually don't. You know, I would okay. never. I would never want to be a vampire. I don't know. You got to wear all. All that right. Thing. Well, all right. Offers off the kill, table then. Crushed people. velvet um, and like okay, so leather pants. Yeah. When he bites. When <laughs> it's he, so hot. Oh yeah. When he bites Akasha. We get this like little Akasha music video that mm-hmm. kind of is reoccurring. Aaliyah. It's yeah, it's reoccurring in this movie of just like close-ups of her face with this like weird like old movie filter mm-hmm. and like close-ups of things like the ring video and like just like odd like blood splattering and you're just like and yeah, like weird it, sound effects. It's like I guess to establish their kind of connection, like yeah. she's like bonding with him or something like that. It's just an odd little visual language thing that they do. So then he kind of gains her powers. He kind of like passes out. Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's blood drunk. Blood drunk. And then Marius finds him and he's like, oh, what have you done? And Marius chains him up and like kind of tells him the story of Akasha. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the uh, queen of the damned. And, and they killed everyone. They've ruled Egypt, her and the king, and they, they pretty much like almost drained everybody of their blood to the point where the king lost his his thirst for blood and then just became a statue and then they just got bored yeah so and then stopped. akasha became a statue as well because she was kind of bored didn't have her companion uh and, and i'm sure that there is more to the story which is probably actually in the queen of the damned book um, but it's not in this movie yeah i want to see that story apparently it's an interesting story about how she because she is the first vampire and how it's happened but i don't know because i haven't read it mm-hmm. um she was struck by lightning <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll buy that. <laughs> yep, I, uh, you know, I don't know it, but I feel that's what happened. Yeah, they have yeah. a uh, flashback montage set to Monster Mash. Yeah. I was walking oh. down the street. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It was a mash. Monster Mash. Monster Mash. Anyway, that's the end of the walking by the pyramids later. We night. couldn't get the uh, rights to Monster Mash, so it's Monster Swim, which is just as good as the Monster Mash. The Monster Swim. <laughs> Was that a real, real thing? Real song, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I gotta look that up. <laughs> was that somebody trying to cash in on... Uh, no, it wasn't somebody. To, I mean, the somebody was Bo- Bobby Boris Pickett. Oh, was it the same person? Yes. Oh, oh, so no. it was his follow-up to Monster He Mash. has like 10 monster-based songs. Oh, my God. Like <laughs> one about the environment. Don't forget, it was a monster holiday. Oh, no. So, so he's like a chubby checker. He's like, we gotta yes. recapture that twist magic. Uh, mm-hmm. How about the, the jive or the, the swing... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Son of a bitch. How about twist in space? <laughs> uh, All right, okay. back to vampires. Yeah, so the the flashback is now over. He wakes up, the statues are gone, and now we're back to modern day. Yeah, and Marius now, has like abandoned him. Yeah, and so. this seems to be like the, the impetus for him, you know, what he's doing in present day. Uh, he, it seems Who, like Marius? he just wants to meet Marius again. Yeah, well, apparently, uh, like, Marius went to sleep as well, so mm-hmm. they both slept for a long time. Yeah, um, Marius, like, shows up at his pad. Uh, he's now yeah. moved to Los Angeles preparing for his big uh, show in Death Valley. You know? Yeah, is that is that next or is that later? I guess it's, next, it doesn't yeah. matter. But yeah, so... Oh, no, sorry. I'm well, sorry. I think we have the club scene. No, we got to go to the club yeah. first. Yeah. And... The Admiral's Arms. Now, this is so <laughs> funny. I burst out laughing at the way Jesse is dressed because she uh, was... You're not a big fan of big fuzzy furs, Colin? Big fuzzy furs. And she had big, Sailor Moon hair. Kind of like pom-poms on either side of her head. Like kind of Everyone in this club looks 50 years old, too. And it's you like, know, ah, it looks like a real goth club. They're yeah. vampires. 
but yeah, you're right. And uh, she and then, she goes in and gets found out immediately. As soon uh, as she walks in the door, you yeah. know, I don't know what her plan was. I but know. Like, she really just got lucky that Lestat happened to be there. Yeah. And, um, but ever, the way people are dressed and it's just so comical. And it's like, how did they get there? Are they taking like the London tube to get to this club? It was the 2000s. That's how they dress. And I guess they can fly, right? They can also fly. <laughs> Apparently, so all you think that they're so stuff. embarrassed by the way that they dress <laughs> yeah, that they, they have, have to fly, fly there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does cut to this scene of, you know, where's Jimmy? Oh, he said he was going to take the tube today and he's like getting laughed at <laughs> yeah everyone's making fun of him on everyone's the going in the bathroom and changing and then stepping out into the club that's what's <laughs> happening exactly uh but she goes in and yeah these vampires de- basically descend on her immediately and are like well you don't belong here i'm gonna eat you mm-hmm. and he's like she's like who, who bit you and she goes marius and then there's a shot this is a great shot, shot of the set Coming out of the shadows yeah. is the most hilarious thing I think I've ever seen. He looks like a werewolf. He does. His eyes glow in the shadows, and, and then just, his, like, like, his, his face, face kind of emerges. Hand, like, I, I gotta get a screenshot of that because it looks ridiculous. It's great. He kind of hears, ooh, Marius. Yeah. So they go out in the alley, and they go to bite her, but then uh, Lestat shows up. He fights them off. Lots of like motion trails. We in get the scene. motion trails. And then they have a little conversation and she's like, well, I read your diary, so I know things from that that no one would know. Like, you don't want to be alone. It's like, it's so simple. And Doesn't Lestat go, your kind never satisfies my thirst? Yes. And by that yeah. he means women, right? Like, because he's gay. <laughs> I think he meant Talamask. What else could it be mean? What else could that mean? He kind of calls her out. He knows what she is. Yeah, people who observe the dark world I guess. I guess. It's not really know. explained. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And then the voiceover is like, hey, it's me again, Lestat. I've taken over. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in LA, my new pad. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Marius shows up. Oh, Lestat sleeps beside a painting of like himself. Is it Marius or is it himself? I think it's himself himself. on stage. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they have their cute little reunion. He calls his house gauche. They make fun of each other's clothing. It's all very adorable. Yeah, he's like, they go hang out in front of a giant billboard of of Lestat. Of his dick. Yeah, this is so funny. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, come on, I'll show you Los Angeles. And then they fly up onto the scaffold right in front of this huge building uh, mural of Lestat. And Mm -hmm. they are right by his dick like they're right by his crotch it's great yeah and then basically he warns him like you know people are coming to get you and akasha especially let them come and then yeah he talks about how akasha and he's like i guess because he can feel her presence he's like she woke up and she's coming after you because your music ah your music is so bad (laughs) please make it stop (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get a flash he's like woken up and then uh eaten the the king statue king torn statue, out his yeah. throat so now i don't know she's coming for lestat blah 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 um but first no. uh, <laughs> nip at the old pub now we're back <laughs> to this pub um she kind of slinks into this club which is actually a really good scene this is the first time this is the one hour mark and like Aaliyah is it's, just showing up i think i imagine the Aaliyah fans in the audience anyone who came to see a queen of the dan movie are like yeah Finally. They've already left at this point. They're like, okay, she's just gonna be a statue in this movie. I have to say, Look, I, I'm gonna, I'm, a- I'm gonna say my favorite thing, uh, other than the music, obviously. Uh, I really like Aaliyah's outfits. Mm-hmm. I think they're f- mm. also her hair looks amazing. But like these like metal breastplates, it looks Egyptian, but like also kind of a, not not 
modern but just really really cool looking and ornate and mm-hmm. like they have good costumes in this movie but hers especially look fantastic she yeah, looks great in hers them. is a little classier she kind of stands out amongst the uh the goths in this club and i think she was really young when she did this role didn't she die when she was like 20 or something I, I she has so. this presence know. you know she does she's really good in this scene actually and i'm i'm kind of sad that they don't have her in doing more in this movie yeah um yeah, so she kind of goes in. What were you going to say, Justin? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the complete opposite of you is I do not think that she's very good in this. Well, <laughs> that you she's know, like, I'm a vampire. She's doing like an Egyptian accent that I can't do. Yes, but I, I, I feel like less the. I do think she is good in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I think good performance. She's a very green actress. Yeah, and if she yes. had lived, mm-hmm. she could have gotten okay. a lot better. And she would have been our James Dean. <laughs> Maybe not, but maybe like uh, some other actor who turned out. I don't even remember any of her lines. I should have written them down. I just imagine her being like, I want to suck your blood. She she could have been a J-Lo. Her lines are like, J-Lo's great. Join me or die. That's, yeah. uh, that, that's yeah, what that's we right. always used to quote. She's got a good physical presence, let's <laughs> Wait, say. Wait, when you used to beat up the nerds at school? Uh, yeah. You're like, join no, me or die. No, just when we would quote the movie, because we saw this movie so much, we would quote lines from it. <laughs> yeah. We would, it was funny. So, so what are your favorite lines other than that from the movie, April? We'd it's always, me. I'm Lestat. We'd always say, Lestat <laughs> would always say, we're the powerful. That's what we would say, because he says it's stupid. Then, uh, I just love it. you guys saying that, it. like high-fiving on the playground. <laughs> As like the school bullies are like dunking their heads in toilets. <laughs> we April almost- was the school bully. We've already covered this. Um, but yeah, this scene, she like does a little dance to. She kind of uh, has like yeah, the way she kind of slithers almost. Like, yeah. You know. uh, why won't you die? That song. That's the song. Why won't Why you won't die? you die? And uh, <laughs> she, her powers are revealed that she can set people on fire. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Cool. Get me the the recycled footage from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, please. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, Colin, what's your opinion of this combustion effect? Because um, it is very dated, but what do you think? It's not It's not bad in this scene. Later on, during the concert, it feels like a different company did the effect. Possible. And it looks very, very bad. I like the scene. Sub-Blade 1. <laughs> well, she pulls the guy's heart out and eats it. Yeah. And then she says, uh, I have fire. questions. So wait, vampires have uh, hearts that pump blood? Come on I now. That's a good point. But they do have blood. Ah, oh, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I did you notice, though, when she sets the place on fire and then she exits, she kind of just pops... She pops into frame. Yeah. Well, so this is the beginning of a cool shot because mm-hmm. two guys on fire are blown out of a practical building. Yeah, it looks really cool. Then it pushes in and switches to CGI. Yeah, she yeah. kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. They probably motion control. They shot two passes, mm-hmm. one with flames, one with Yeah, there was, they were doing motion control around this time. When did the motion oh, yeah. control start? Was it the, the early 90s? Motion control was back in the yeah. 70s. 70s, okay, yeah, yeah. for Star Wars. Because I know that they use it a lot on the Frighteners, because they were talking a lot about that in the yeah, making of that I was watching. Probably the only way, because she wouldn't be shot against green screen, because she continues on down the alley as we mm-hmm. follow yeah, her in one shot. So they probably would have done one with the flames, one without. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. How? It's fine. How do you like? This is getting into the weeds, but like set up a motion control shot in a different location to match the exact camera move. Can you only do that like on blue screen basically? Um, we actually did it on the cell. So mm-hmm. uh, for the scene where she first goes into the guy's mind and then she stands up in the lab and then we pull back and she's really tiny. Yeah. So they would, I think they shot her against blue 
And then they like camera tracked that shot uh, mm-hmm. in the computer and then scaled it up to the proper size of the set and then drove the camera rig again uh, with that data. Um, so you can. I mean, uh, mm. we shot a commercial recently with with motion control. It was on the same location, but yeah, that's what I usually think of when I think of motion control. Is like you're in the same location mm-hmm. and you can just play the shot back twice, so you can like remove something and or yeah. whatever. Yeah, we had like the same actress doing multiple things in the same location, mm-hmm. so we had to shoot different passes with her. Um, it lines up very very well. When we used to do it, it was a little wonky. You'd always have to kind mm. of stabilize and uh, it didn't work so well, but nowadays it's... But now it's like perfect that when you do it, like it matches. Oh mm. yeah. Like I, I was kind of worried about it because I hadn't done it for so long. And then, you know, we shot the commercial and then put it together on set with the editor and it lined up perfectly. They just had this little oh. blinky light that just goes doop, and then you just sync up that light in all three shots and it's perfect. It's like bang on. Well, that has been our motion control corner. Now back to the movie. We're trying to teach, you know, people have learned about yeah. new metal. You know, about motion yeah, we want to laugh. We also want to learn. Yeah, exactly. that's right. It's called edutainment. Um, okay, so are we about at <laughs> that's the... Why, that's why we got our million dollar grant from the Ontario government. <laughs> <laughs> it's the CanCon. Uh, are we at the Jonathan Davis cameo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the singer from Corn in this movie, people, as a ticket scalper. Yeah. So the, the Sopranos... Oh, he's the guy that's yeah. like, uh, you, you want to get the $200 ticket? Yeah. You want the $200 ticket? Yeah. yeah. Apparently he improv those lines. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. so, was he supposed to say nothing? And I think he just so. started talking? I think so. Yeah. Um, so the Sopranos manager is out collecting girls again for Lestat to feed on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jessie's there and she kind of sneaks in. So she gets a, she gets a oh, private Oh, that's audience. right. Because Jessie reacts with like... Two hundred dollars. Yeah. Supposedly that was like her real reaction. Yeah, she was like laughing. She's like two hundred dollars. But yeah, so she's well. She's that's how much tickets cost now, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Master. Yeah, God especially for something that big. But this whole ten minute scene, I hate it because they have no chemistry. <clears throat> no, and she can't act, and he's not much better, and it's just horribly boring watching them have a romance that they it's just not there. Like they. Yeah. I, I just don't buy it. You never get the vibe that they're like falling for one another no. or that's what's supposed to be happening. Well, the movie knows it. So it's like, uh, let's cut away to some other stuff sure. while they have well, sex. He takes her on a flight. He goes on a little like, you know, Superman yeah. flight to the Griffith Observatory. And they're flying through the air and it looks really well, dumb. It feels like they're having sex in the air. Because oh, no, it cuts not. to like, a, oh no, okay. Come on. That would be awesome. She's like. Because it cuts to like them having sex and then they land on the Griffith Observatory. They're wearing clothes. <laughs> well, they got dressed in the air too. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. And but she is like grinning like an idiot when they're in the air, and it looks terrible to the point that I think that it might have even been an outtake that yeah. it's just in the movie. Um, and they go to the Griffiths Observatory, and she's like, "Bite my boob." She clearly wants to be a vampire. Yeah, for and some he's, reason, uh, he's upset, and he, he actually has a, a a very poignant line that I connected with, where he's like, "Marius was right." You're beautiful to me because you're human. Oh. Your delicate <laughs> heart, 
even as you think it's breaking. I, I, beautiful poetry right there. Oh, it's like Jonathan Davies himself wrote it. Yeah, um, but I, I like that. And it's just like, and if that was true, he wouldn't have made her a vampire. Yeah. So then he's like, he's going to scare her. What about all the other women? Ah, screw yeah. them. <laughs> what, <laughs> like they're dead. What, Dembrods? They deserve to um, so die. So he's like, you want to see what it's like? I'll show you. And he feeds on like a woman in the park. And yeah. Just and kind of scare her And she's away. like disgusted. And it's like, dude. What did you think you were signing up for? She comes off like such an idiot. Well, okay. Now we get to my favorite part of the movie, probably the best scene in the movie, which is the Death Valley concert. Oh, wow. (laughs) 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 It gets us into into the scene. We see all these thousands of guys. It looks like Burning Man. It's in the middle of the desert, and uh, all these like vans are driving up. Um, So, okay, yeah. And everyone's like preparing for this show. Uh, Lestat's on stage. And uh, I guess like goading all these, you can see all these vampires kind of standing in they the crowd. They look like they're wearing like Halloween hoods. They're comical. It's <laughs> so hoods, funny. Yeah. They don't look threatening in any way. No. And the crowd is going crazy, and the, but they're like standing still, like just glaring at them. Those the shots. crowd is moving around them in fast forward. They, yeah, yeah. It looked really dated, um, but very this, much enjoyed the scene. Judging you makes me die inside. Yeah, you got That's right. <laughs> I wrote this lyric. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, this fight, they attack him on stage in front of a crowd, which is so funny, which, yeah, goes against everything that you've been told about them. They like to keep this society secret and stay in the shadows. Then why kill him in a, just, the most just public way possible? Meet him in the green room backstage or something. Like, kill him <laughs> Do there. you think the vampire feels dumb, the one who jumped right at him and then got impaled on his microphone stand? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I feel so stupid. I should have thought this through. He had a stake right should there. Should have just waited for him in the bathroom. And like while this But is then he should have been like, it's not a wooden stake. Does he have a wooden microphone? These vampire rules all over the uh, place. I don't know no. if it matters. Who but knows? While this is happening, like Jesse's at the concert with her buddy David and Marius shows up with a gang of um I think they're supposed to be the ancient vampires. So oh, they're right. the good they're good ancient vampires right. that are just there to observe but then Marius is like I don't want my buddy Lestat to get killed so he gets up and he starts fighting the bad vampires this is amazing it's like they're back to back like yeah hey bro I again you wouldn't show very, up it's very it's slightly homoerotic yeah I got eight I got nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's helping I'm the out. only one that can kick your ass yeah like Marius uh, shows up uh, shows himself to David because he's obsessed with him and then he like disappears behind a person and then I read in the IMDb like that was all done practically like that wasn't an effect it's amazing he just ducked behind a person at just the right time isn't that funny or they actually made him a vampire <laughs> uh, yeah so <laughs> that's the thing about this movie wait uh, I have another uh, continuity error a little goof <laughs> okay uh, are vampires supposed to show up in cameras <laughs> Uh, uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. It's not a mirror, or is it? <laughs> uh, well, it depends. Are they using a mirror DSLR? Yeah, or are they using... exactly. This is true. A full-frame camera. Uh, plot hole. I don't, I don't know. know. Plot hole. Let me add it to the IMDb goof. Ah, excuse me. But yeah, I loved this concert, well, the singing part, because it was like, I'm at a corn concert, but it's sung by someone much hotter than Jonathan Davis. Uh, yes, love, love the music. and His uh, band yeah. is great, too. They they all run off stage as soon as like the vampires start fighting. They're fighting with knives, by the way. This is really weird. Yeah, I, but there's like ten of them on the stage. Guys and they, all, they all have this like motion trail effect on them. It's so funny. It looks all, really bad. They're all on wires. It's great. And then like I know it's like uh, you know more than a decade uh, too early, but 
man, if Aaron Eckhart landed and he's like, I heard you need some help. <laughs> Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> Are these gargoyles? Uh, you may forget that in the Frankenstein movie, I fight gargoyles for some reason. No, and then they have to go uh, immediately go into his flashback, narrated by him. <laughs> yeah. You probably wondered how I got here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, All right. So, yeah. so there's a big fight, and I'm like, man, uh, what a climax. I look at the time. There's a half an hour left well, of this movie. Well, who hasn't been in this movie hardly at all? The Queen of the, the Dam. Yeah, she shows up. Everybody gets set on fire. She doesn't just show up. She bursts. Was she waiting under the wings <laughs> yes. for the perfect moment <laughs> to come up? She under the stage. She comes up and... Like perfectly. Yeah, she can. It's like so, it's almost like a riser. It's a rising platform. What was it? A, was it a like um, Spinal Tap situation? Yeah. Where she's like, I want to get there right at the beginning, and she's like, Hello, death. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Hello, yeah. death. Oh no, wait, not the right way. Hello. I wanted to save my my new lover. The pyro guy is like, shit, it's not going off. <laughs> yeah. So she comes up, and all the bodies burst. Burst into the, flames. The yeah. bodies like fly into the air above the crowd, and this was the shot that looked really bad. Yeah, all the well, the crowd is loving this. They think it's part of the show, by the yeah. way. Um, so, how does the crowd react when like all the vampires run off? Exactly. Are they like? I don't know. Uh, is it continuing to go on? <laughs> it's like What's, the greatest uh, show I've ever seen. Uh, or uh, my sister, at least my dad told me he once took my sister to a Green Day show and they played for ten minutes and then he got naked and that was it. They did not continue to play. Oh, yeah, they probably just like feel ripped off the and then they're lead, stuck the in lead, like the Death lead, Valley. The Joe, whatever his name, got naked. Yeah, Billy Joel. Billy. I think he had uh, during his substance abuse period. Oh, it's, it's not Billy Joel. It's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy, Billy, Billy Joe Billy Armstrong. Joe Armstrong. Uh, I know yeah. that. Billy Joel. <laughs> He's like the Billy new lead Joel singer. Billy Joel got naked. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh be yeah, up tonight. and he was hanging dog. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you Billy know he's a piano man and everything. Billy Joel. Well, he plays a piano with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Akasha uh, shows up, burns everybody, and like. Grabs him and flies she off. She zooms. She 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 zoom affects him towards her, and they fly straight up into the air. Yeah, it's really funny. Which looks pretty. Silly. And then uh, she takes him to like Akasha Island, which is pretty much. It's you find out later that it's like it's just a random. Place. It's just a resort. And well, she's she just, says like he, he's like you own this place, and she goes, yeah, the the whole world is our place. We live. We live where wherever we want. we want. So yeah, I love how she's like. We can do whatever we want, and here is just a rich person's mansion. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, what they do is they fuck, and vampires up until this point do not have sex. So I think that she is like bringing some of the old ways in, or something like that. Like, oh, I, or she's just so like <laughs> so like anal is what you're trying. To say. <laughs> she's so intoxicating. He he has to have sex with her. That being said, it is a little like cheesy because they do it in a bath of rose petals and it looks like it's, a heart it's a little cheesy. it's a heart-shaped bath <laughs> yeah it's like but she like bites him and then it's like bloody i want to see it's a very sexy scene i want to see the you want to see like a far away shot of this going on no, I, <laughs> like you know, uh, uh. Well, you don't really see anything like without that. the music and it's just like the sound effects <laughs> i want to see the lead up to this scene where she's like I don't know, collecting roses and like filling up the bathtub for like an no, hour. No, I'm assuming it was just already there. I guess. But they, lighten then, all the candles. Then they, the sex scene, though, is it, we're back to the Akasha music video shots mm -hmm. where it's just this flash, and then they cut to them like in a bed, but they're like not moving. 
and it's and it, it, it's like through like the curtains. It's no, very like, awkward. Yeah, it's very weird. But, but I still think it's a super hot scene, and everybody, you know, all the Aaliyah fans and the Stuart Townsend fans, you get to see the shirt <laughs> off again. And, you know. Finally, the North and the South can come together yeah. in harmony. Yeah, it's a scene without a shirt. He barely wears a shirt in this whole movie. He's always shirtless. Yeah, yeah. If I or looked like that, or a see-through shirt, I'd be shirtless. So, too. did you have the hots for Stuart Townsend back? I really you know? don't remember, but I think we okay. thought, thought it was hot. But like, I never thought that he was a good actor. <laughs> no, he, he kind of fits the tone of this movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I couldn't see him in Interview with a Vampire. No. But, you know, can't you can't out out act old Tommy Boy. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> Old Tommy boy, Tommy. Chris Farley. <laughs> so yeah. an interview with a vampire. He wakes up and, and he's, he's able to, uh, to walk around during the day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like, you know, having sex with Aaliyah or whatever is imbued him with some power. Drinking her blood. And then they find out that they ate everybody yeah, on the, the big reveal. Uh, it's just, also, you must wear this smaller leather vest. <laughs> Yeah, she does put him in a leather vest. Yeah, but he's kind of like horrified because she she it's like it's just corpses everywhere. They've, you know, yeah. and uh, he's like, "Is this what you want? You want to live in like a world of corpses and you know, blah blah blah." So you can kind of see he's not quite on board with he's, with her plan. He still values humanity. Mm-hmm. And then we get to finally the climax. But before that, we get more boring Jesse stuff and her vampire aunt yeah she somehow ends up at this uh the the place from her dream back in her childhood home i guess uh lena olin is the actress Uh, it's like her aunt she hasn't aged a day she's okay in this but like she's not in it yeah like remember me no well it's almost the end (laughs) of the movie let's rush through this and get to a finale in this scene we have all the ancient vampires and they're just like there's like four of them so i'm pretty sure the port, the round-faced guy with the curly hair, blonde hair is supposed to be Armand, which is bizarre. And uh, what a! And then we get to road, separation the Road Warriors. Doing. Bruce Spence is one of the the vampires as well, the tall, lanky. Oh, guy. that's who it yeah. was. He's from the Matrix, the third Matrix. I think that guy has been in like the most franchises ever, yeah, he's in or something Lord like of the that. Rings as uh, mm-hmm. the mouth of Sauron in the extended edition of Return of the King. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he's just a very gangly looking guy. He was the train, was it the train guy in the Matrix? Yeah, the train conductor yeah. in uh, Matrix Revolutions. He was uh, he must be really Road old. Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, playing a different character. He was also in a series of very popular sex comedies in Australia oh, yeah. as the main guy. I'm trying to find his name. It was like Stork or something. He was in like that, that Wizard of Oz name. Australian movie that we watched. Oh, really? He was, the, oh. he was the surfer guy, the kind of lazy guy. I can barely mm-hmm. remember. That was the a Land of Oz very or early episode. And then he was in Attack of the Clones. He was like an alien that was talking to God. Him. He's in everything. Wow. What a career. Uh, I Yeah, so I don't even know if he has a line in <laughs> he this. He was the Doug but... Jones of his time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't have... He's jealous of Doug Jones. So basically, they're like, we have, we're going to, our plan, we're going to drink her blood, but whoever drinks the last drop is going to die. So yeah. then they all kind of like look at each other. And then surprise, Aaliyah she just shows, shows up. up. Because she knows everything. She can hear everything. She's yeah. like, I can hear you guys plotting against me yeah and then she talks a lot about how oh Lestat he's such a good king he's a he, he obeys me he does everything I want him to do and he, she goes 
<laughs> I'd like for you to kill her, please, which is yeah, kind of funny. To Jesse. To Jesse, we were like, oh, thank God. But this is just like the lamest ending. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so it lame. Only... It feels like a reshoot. Like, oh, uh, we got one stage. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, it's like so horribly blocked. So they basically just like descend upon uh, Akasha and just her. start biting her and sucking her blood. And she just stands there doing nothing. Like she fights a few of them off. Well, but... Lestat previously drained her elbow. Yeah, but blood, it, so. it's just... As a scene, it's just so clumsy and awkward and yeah, and that weird. Ma- that Matrix guy is like sucking on her shoulder like it's a lollipop, and yeah. like how much blood are you getting out of someone's shoulder? I don't know, but she she doesn't she's not doing anything. I'm like, this is the queen of the damned. She burns two people. That's, that's it. about it. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. What's her name? Jesse's aunt steps in. Lena mm-hmm. Owen Mana or something. drains the last of her blood. And then, uh, uh, and then that's it. Tears streaming down my cheeks. I'm like, not the aunt, my favorite character. I but I will say, when Aaliyah <laughs> turns into a to dust, that looked really cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool shot. Very, very good effect for the time. I was like, oh, is this like real dust elements that they comped in? No, I think it's an all CG shot. So they go all around her body multiple times and then uh, she's like turning black and then like, yeah, all the dust like Yeah, it's apart. like you could tell they painted her black, but then at one point she just becomes She turns a into CG. like a CG character. Yeah, but yeah. it looked like I was like super impressed. How is there a movie with such good effects like this uh-huh. and such bad effects of the flying Different stuff? company. Yeah. I bet you a different company did that shot i'm sure it was yeah, it has to be one company will do like the the fire effects and one company will do something else yeah and blah, blah, i mean blah. there were several several effects mm-hmm. companies uh, in the credits yeah this is definitely the the best shot um but yeah that's pretty much it and then and it's like, whoa wow, jesse's great. not dead because lestat's gonna make her a vampire Ugh. and so now he's stuck with this boring girl for the rest of his life or he could just ditch her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just kill her and move yeah, on. But now she's, Get together with so Marius. Now, it's not quite over because we have to visit her mentor, David, again. Back at the Talamasca so, Society. So basically, she shows up and was like, I'm a vampire now. And he's like, um, okay. Great. Cool. She goes, you, you, want, you want to be a vampire? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm too old to live forever. And she goes, okay, well, let me know if you change your mind. Yeah, Bye. and then she's like, this is Lestat, by the way. And yeah. Lestat's, uh, he, he goes, oh, I thought you'd want this back, my journal. They're, like, they're nice guys now. This is so bizarre. Yeah, they're all they're all friendly. And, I guess. It's like, yeah. okay, got you All later. it took for Lestat to turn was just the love of a good woman. <laughs> yeah, God. so then they leave, and then the music comes. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na. Which is that song by the band Kidney Thieves, which is the most and hilarious. And April song. and her friends are jumping <laughs> to their yeah. feet. She did this in her Marius shows up and then he goes in and uh, he Hello, approaches David. David. So so it leaves it open ended. So Marius is going to take David as his like companion now. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Whatever. Or maybe he's just going to tell him his story because oh. he they'll have their own little va- uh, interview with the vampire. Let's have another interview. <laughs> yeah. Because David was studying him and is obsessed with them. So. Right. Uh, make up whatever you want in your sure. own head about what happened after uh, that. And then they walk away, and then everyone's moving in fast motion, and they're in slow motion. Yeah, they're hand in hand, too. It's like Lestat and Jesse are. I know, it's just like. Jesse, our favorite uh, character. Yeah. It's like, really? I don't know. So great well, movie, you, you guys. I mean, okay. Yes, it has its. <laughs> Listen, problems. I had my issues, but four out of five. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel because I realize there's a lot of really stupid stuff in this movie and there's boring stuff, but there's also a lot of great stuff and there's also funny, bad stuff and there's also just good stuff mm-hmm. and I can't get over like my own nostalgia. Yeah, it's a little inconsistent, mm-hmm. but it's very, very entertaining to watch uh, for, for multiple reasons. 
better than I Frankenstein. Oh, hey, yes. don't don't you dare! No, I'm just kidding. I hated I Frankenstein. That was kind of boring. This is this is some camp. Yeah, this, this some... has some camp fun yes. to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Great tunes, great vibes, oh, yeah. great experience. Yeah, some hot bods. I would also <laughs> recommend. Uh, where are we watching Interview with the Vampire? It's by the uh, way? airing on, on AMC right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the TV show, pretty good. Yeah, if you're into the story, we've only seen the first two episodes, but so far it's great. It's a reimagining of the Interview with the Vampire, yeah. and it's really fun. Uh, it's kind of funny too. It's yeah, there's <laughs> been yeah. some cackling out loud scenes. Uh, so Queen of the Damned available on iTunes to rent it's out there people um and uh yeah i'm glad that we finally got to talk about it because it was very fun for me mm-hmm. um and uh just to experience listening Re- to the soundtrack relive the again. old days yeah exactly uh so if you want to email the podcast we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and we're on twitter at no such thing pod and if you'd like to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie, just $5 a month and you'll get a bonus episode every two weeks. We just released one on the Munsters, Rob Zombie, talking about speaking of new metal. And then next uh, next week, we'll be talking about uh, Guillermo del Toro's new series, The Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities. That, my voice is so hoarse right now. From, <laughs> from, doing, from doing, Guillermo the <laughs> doing the Guillermo del Toro. So yeah, definitely check out our episode on that. Uh, we go through a little bit about every episode. It's a, it's a lot of fun, good content. And if you want to email, or sorry, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at April Atmansky. You can find me on Twitter. It's DeCluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X and the letter J. Or every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast, where all great podcaster can be watched, listened to. <laughs> oh boy, I really stumbled at the end of that one. That's Dan. Uh, who writes your copy? <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can follow- Squarespace if you want a website <laughs> if you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, Sergeant Zima S-G-T-Z-I-M-A and I think it's the same on Instagram as well thanks for dropping by thank you for uh, enjoying uh, all the uh, spooky stuff we had maybe we'll continue on into November why not lots of fun uh, B-movie horror movies we'll see we'll find out next week I'm April Atmansky I'm Justin. No more spooky names anymore to clue. We're going to have to come up with Christmas names because it's coming up soon. (laughs) Um, Do we do Christmas names? (laughs) Colin, oh, 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 cunning. Colin Candy Cane Cunningham. (laughs) And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.